Hey, so how was the United States of America? Because you were just here. I missed you as always, Sniffle. But you were here. You went to the Atlanta Pen Show. You talked about pens and paper and things of that nature. Tell me all about it. You know, it was funny as you started that I uncapped a pen that I bought in Atlanta, <laughs> which is made of, it's like, a, you know, like acrylic plastic and it has that smell. Oh God, I'm going to get higher in this show. Oh, oh it's going to be a fun much. one. Whoa, that was too much. You're not supposed to sniff it like that, but they have that like <laughs> acrylic plastic smell. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I think have so. you ever come across this kind of thing? Yeah. It's very strong, um, but is, but is quite, quite a doozy. Yeah. Atlanta was, was really good. Um, as is always with that trip, it's like in and out, you know, no messing around. Mm-hmm. Um, get in Thursday night, leave Monday night. Um, so it's it's a super quick trip. It was so quick. This or like and maybe so busy this time. We we're really busy. Um, completely, the jet lag like just completely missed me. Didn't, really, no problem. It's like it never happened. That's cool. Very strange. I spent quite a bit of Atlanta tired. Like, I felt tired a lot. Um, and I guess so that was like jet lag the other way. Plus, I was I was going there with a bit of a cold, right? So, like, I was more willing to go to bed at 11, right, than, than maybe sure. previous years. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I kind of kept it at bay. Um, you know what I'm like, though. I stay up pretty late, but I haven't found myself laying in bed for four hours being like, well... Now I can't sleep. Like, that hasn't happened to me. So that's pretty good. Um, we had our biggest audience. So we do a live show in Atlanta. It's, you know, we have a Kickstarter. It gets us out there, and we do a live show. We had our biggest audience. We had 100 people wow. in, a, in a room. Um, we are now at the point where we are we cannot... So me and Brad were talking about this during the show. like Because we give out tickets, and we give out tickets just to make sure everyone that wants to come and see the show can get in. Um, and we like prioritize people that back the Kickstarter, that kind of thing. And um, we were, we were kind of talking about it like, Oh, at some point, cause we've always given out the tickets kind of just so we can keep track, but it's never been a problem. And I was saying, well, at some point we are going to end up giving out more tickets than people we can fit in the room. So like, we have to just be careful of that going into the future unbeknownst to us uh we maxed it this time so we've hit that point so i'm not really sure what happens next year especially (laughs) because next year is our fifth year at atlanta oh my the atlanta pen show so that's going to be a big one anyway and i don't know like next year there may be people that can't get in the room like you know we're always like we have chairs and then we have standing room at the back and this time it was it was there was as many people that could get in that room because as you can imagine, in just like a hotel, conference room, ballroom type dealio, it gets pretty hot in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have loads of lights and stuff because we shoot the video and all that kind of stuff. So it was a great, it was great. Uh, I had a great time. Um, it was a nice warm up for me for the rest of the year, mm, which is full yeah. of travel back and forth. Um, but also at the same time, it was it was really good because like I felt like I was kind of just like spinning my wheels a little bit, waiting for my travel to begin this year. And I just feel in a so much better mood now I've taken a trip, right? Like I've I've gone on an adventure, I've seen friends, I've spent time with people that I love. Like, you know, it's been, it, it was, was a very refreshing trip. 
and a That's good awesome. way to start the this very important and busy time that I've got over the next four to five, six months, something like that, so, <laughs> over this summer. Has Cortexmas or whatever we're calling the summer, what is it, the, the summer thing, the summer break? Cortexmas is just the long break between episodes. Um, we're flirting in Cortexmases right now. There's like, this year is going to be lots of mini yaps. <laughs> no, I don't think we're having a very large one, just like lots of little ones. Gotcha. Fair enough. So I'm glad it was good, though. And uh, yeah. you're getting used to doing the live thing. Well, not to say that you weren't already, but it seems like it's almost old hat at this point, which is great. Mm, it's I no, no. <laughs> I still get this like crippling nerves before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And that, I feel like that may never go away because it only exists to the moment we begin and then it goes away. But, yeah, like, yeah. The build up, like I can't talk to anyone, like I feel sick. And like it just, I get real kind of like, I don't know, like real, just real in my head about it. We did uh, a warm up on Genius again, which was fun. Um, but yeah, I just get really, I just get really nervous. Uh, and it's like, I don't even know what it's nerves for, honestly. Like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm, what it is exactly that I'm nervous about. I think it's just because it's not normal like it's not my normal situation right so like it kind of shuts me down a little bit i think that makes sense uh so how was your arm uh last i heard it was not doing the best and that's not good so tell me what's going on well okay so like i had acupuncture Um, is that hocus pocus or is that real all right so here's the deal right so i went to my physiotherapist and uh, gave me like a massage in the shoulder and stuff, and I was telling him like I was fine in Atlanta, like I had no problem. Um, I made sure to be careful, but like I was moving some stuff around. But when I came back, like I had a little bit of stiffness in my arm. Uh, I, I kind of slept on it on the plane, right? So like was kind of leaning on my arm, um, and I woke up and I was like it was hurting me again. So I went. You know, I went to my physio, I had an appointment anyway, and I kind of told him the situation and he, you know, did what he needed to do. And then he was like, I want to try acupuncture. And I was like, okay, like, whatever, right? Like, the guy does what he does. He's the professional. I'll just give it a go. And also, I was a little bit curious anyway. Like, what does it feel like? I know, like, I know members of my family, like my grandma um, has always had really bad problems with her back. And I know that she's had acupuncture a couple of times. And I was just kind of just a little bit curious, like, what does it feel like, you know? Sure. So, because it doesn't freak me out. I don't get fr- I'm not freaked out by, like, needles specifically. That changed a lot for me after I had my tattoo. Mm, like, I was, mm-hmm. I'm way less hesitant about needles now because I've had, like, you know, that's the most needles I've ever had in a short space of time and it was fine. So, like, now I just don't, it just doesn't bother me. So he starts putting them in like my, he put like nine needles in, like a few in my uh, left shoulder, uh, a couple in my elbows, um, and then one in each hand. The hand was like a nightmare. Uh, he just put it in and my hand just like, invent, like uh, involuntarily, no wait, involuntary, no, what am I looking for? Involuntary? Like, moved on, involuntarily. There we go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Just moved, like just jolted, right? It, it was, it, and he told me he was like, "This isn't going to be good." FYI, 
So I'm laying there with these needles in. And I said to him, what is this supposed to do anyway? <laughs> I'm just like laying there with these needles sticking out of my arms. I'm like, what is this supposed to do? So he explained to me like that there is the kind of the Eastern medicine and the Western medicine views of acupuncture. And like the Eastern medicine is, I think, a lot of what people are familiar with, um, which is kind of referencing like channels in your body and like your chi and your energy, right? And like that it's meant to kind of help balance you out. Um, I don't know enough about how this stuff works, but like that was kind of like the top line things I can remember. And people call that like as you did like is this hocus pocus like is this like a real thing like does it actually do anything because that uh that method of medicine does not match the western method of medicine they're just they're, they're considered different right like we don't look at the way that in the eastern world some things are done and the eastern world don't look at the way that western things are done and think that they're the same because they have different beliefs on how this stuff should be done right i'm trying to I, I I am really trying my very, very best to be respectful here because I am respectful of it. Like, I don't understand enough about how this stuff works. I don't know how the body works, right? Like, I'm kind of a little bit open to understanding that we don't un- know everything. I draw, I will say, I draw the line at homeopathy. I would just say that right now. Like, I know um, to, to that. But, you know, there are things that I don't understand in the world. But then he said in recent years in the Western world, um, uh, acupuncture is being seen as a way to help people kind of uh, build tolerances and help their muscles rebuild because by sticking the needle in you're like agitating the area which will force your body to kind of fix it quicker okay. and I was like okay like I can see that right like that kind of makes sense and again this is all super abridged this is being done from my memory of like a week ago when I had needles sticking out of my body right like I can only <laughs> remember so much uh, but he was like you know and I was like huh all right like I get that um, I, I I can see that right like if, if you were gonna say to me like hey needle boy why do you think they're in you Right, like that's probably the way I would go with it, right? That like by sticking these needles in my body, it like puts pressure on those areas to try and heal themselves, right? Like to to get taken care of because they've been injured. And then he also said to me, like he said, I'll tell you, he said this beforehand though, he's like, this is either going to be good for you or it's going to be bad for you. And there isn't any way that we can tell until we do it. He says, like, this is how I've noticed of all of my patients that I've done this with. This will either be good or it won't be good. And I was like, I'll give it a shot. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Not good, <laughs> is the answer. Uh, I've... The pain came back. Oh, um, wonderful. I don't, know, I don't know if it was completely related, but it definitely felt that way because I had, like, now, like, what felt like bruising, but I couldn't see it. Um, and now my pain has been intermittent and I don't think that the acupuncture like broke me. Right. But I don't know, like maybe being at home and trying to be more normal has not helped either. But, um, some of the pains are returning and they're intermittent and I haven't been swimming yet. I was going to go swimming the day after I had my physiotherapy, but I woke up that morning and could barely lift my arms again, which was a real fun time. So I'm kind of just like just trying to get used to it. And I'm hoping that I will swim the end of this week. I'm going to see my physiotherapist again tomorrow. I'm going to tell him never to give me acupuncture again. 
and we'll talk about that, I guess, and I assume he'll give me some more massage stuff or whatever. And then I'm hoping that I'll be able to go swimming on Friday. I am intent on getting back to that. Like, it is, it is important to me, and I need to do it, and I just need to, to do it more consciously and better and, like, focus on it on my movement a lot more and not go so wild with it, I guess. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, at the moment, really, it's just like stiffness and soreness at times. It is not as bad as it has been and especially not as bad as like when I have my arm in a sling for a few days. Like it's not that level. Um, and honestly, I'm thinking that this the, the longer this goes on, the more I realize that this might be like my RSI where like, this is going to be a thing that comes and goes, and I need to learn how to manage it. So I'm kind of in that stage right now, and I'm not letting it get me down, and I'm just dealing with it and kind of just taking all of the steps that I need to take and you know, and trying to do what I'm told to do and, yeah, that kind of thing. So I'm fine. It's, it's like, don't be sad for me. I'm doing okay. All right. Well, I'm bummed that the, that the pain has come back. That's not fun, but uh, hopefully... Hopefully you will get it under control before the summer O travel really begins in earnest. Honestly, I think the travel is mostly fine for it, right? Because I was perfectly okay in Atlanta, and I wonder if like breaking out of my usual routines is good. I don't know. I don't know. Alrighty. Do you want to tell us about something that's awesome? All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Pingdom, the company you offer uptime monitoring and web performance management. The reason Pingdom are awesome is because they help keep your sites and the sites that you love online. Because Pingdom will monitor your site so you don't have to, giving you real-time feedback so you know exactly what's going on at all times. And if something breaks, you can jump in to fix it ASAP because things break on the internet all the time. Pingdom detects more than 400,000 outages every single day. That's a lot of outages. But think about this. These are just the websites that Pingdom's monitoring. Imagine how many things are actually breaking on the internet all the time. That is a just monumental number. Regardless of whether you have a small website or you're managing a complete infrastructure, it's important to monitor availability and performance because why would you have something online unless you wanted it to be available to people, right? Like that's why if you have something that is publicly on the internet that you manage, surely you want it to always be available. So if your site goes down and you don't know about it, what are you going to do? You don't want to have to wait until someone sends you a tweet or an email. You want Pingdom to alert you. Trust me. All you need to do is give Pingdom the URL you wish for them to monitor, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now, and you can get yourself a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, use the code ANALOG at checkout, and you'll get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now. So there's two things here, Casey. Mm -hmm. One, I'm very aware of how much that I have been talking in this episode. Like so far, it's been like close to 20 minutes of just me. Uh So I want you to talk about something. But I do want to say something that I think will make you funny. Make you funny? Oh, my word. (laughs) I I need all the help I can get. So please Make you funny. It will make you funny time. Um, So this is also... I guess will will make you happy. Uh, it's something I've just been re- noticing recently, like my increased Americanization. Oh, tell me and more. I, well, I noticed it then because I said thirty percent off. It's not that. It's thirty percent off. Oh, there's more T's. There's no D. I was going to say D versus T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like water. 
I ask for water in all places now. <laughs> 30, 30% off. Dear Lord, what has happened to me? My family, I'm so sorry. You've been improved, so my friend. sorry. You've been mm. improved. Oh, I'm going to tell you one other thing, Casey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you one other thing. Mm-hmm. We have a royal baby. We have a new ah, royal yes, baby. Ah, yes, today as we record. Congratulations. Happy. It was yesterday, but we was have it? a new I thought it was royal today. baby. No, it was yesterday. Oh, my apologies. You okay. told me about it yesterday. God, I feel You're like aware this of this, morning. right? Okay. Oy. You've, you're losing your mind. Yeah, I knew I told so you about sorry. it, but I thought it was. I thought that was earlier today. I'm a disaster. It was yesterday, and um, this has led me to discover on Instagram two royal family Instagram accounts that exist, like legit ones. Mm-hmm. There is like the royal family account, and then the Kensington royal account. And they're like official, and they're just pictures of our royal family, like just doing stuff. And it's so good, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> so there you go. That's something. So now it's just like you know, it's just like pictures of the queen drinking wine and laughing, and like pictures of uh, the Duchess of Cambridge, you know, holding her new baby. And it's like, ah, oh, so good. So if you want to have that, like, just absolute joy in your life of just pictures of the wonderful royal family that we have here uh i'm gonna put both of those instagram accounts into the show notes and uh, i'm sure there's more of them right but these are the two that i've found and they're just it's just joy like it's just you know it's like ah there's pictures of the the little prince and princess and it's like ah it's just so good you know ah it's just so good so it's uh Kensington Royal and the Royal Family. These are the two accounts that I'm following now, and it's just, just, just some of the stuff that just like why I love Instagram so much. It's like, oh, there's pictures of the Queen. Here's a picture of like Harry and uh, Can- the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. It's like, oh, look at all that handsome in a photo. You know, <laughs> you don't get that kind of stuff every day. It's very nice, just very good, and it's going to be so good in a couple of weeks because we're having another royal wedding. Oh, I'm so excited. So excited for that. Can't wait. I'm going to be sitting at home and watching it, and I'll probably cry again. It just makes me feel so happy in this stuff. So that's my balance of Americanism <laughs> and, and Britishism. Now that we've gone on this tangent, um, the, a family friend of ours from when I used to live in Connecticut, they lived on the same road as us. She has gone to every royal, major royal event for like a decade or two. So she was at like a recent, was it the Queen's 90th birthday or something like that? She was there when um, uh, the the eldest of, what, what's the eldest of the babies? William? Is that right? No. Are you, what, the boys, the princes, is William and Harry. They're no, no, the his, boys. William's you... baby. George. Oh, George. Yeah, okay. George. So she was there, like, I think, when like George was born or something or i might have these details wrong she was definitely there for, for william's wedding stuff, man. whatever it is That's so she travels stuff. from connecticut in the united states to london for all these major events maybe it wasn't during the birth because that's kind of unexpected but whatever the case may be and she has this like little children's pink like castle tent that she like folds herself into to sleep and they actually like a local news station did a report on her recently i'll have to see if i can dig up the link but they did a little wow. like a 90 second video report on this woman who is constantly going to london to witness all of these events wow that's that's serious yeah it's that's serious on my instagram yeah i know right um so anyway it's just hilarious because this is a family friend of ours that is just obsessed with the royal family for whatever reason so 
today you learned? I love one of my other things that I love about these accounts is that they always refer to Meghan Markle as Miss Meghan Markle, like everywhere, or like Ms. Markle. It's so official. Like they, you know, everyone gets their full titles. It's like, you know, you get like Prince Harry and Ms. Meghan Markle. It's like, ah, oh, it's just like, I love it. It's like everything's so like stupidly British all the time. It's <laughs> excellent. You know, it's really, really good. Or like, uh, William and Kate are always referred to as the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Like, it's it's just like, oh, you know. The, the, today, the Duchess of Cambridge hosted a symposium on the early intervention of children and families. Like, uh, of course she did. Ah, oh, so good. So good. So there you go. That's some, that's some joy to bring to your day, I think. Oh, man. Talking about amazing families... How is yours? Uh, mine is doing pretty well for the most part. Uh, Michaela is doing ever better. Um, her daytime demeanor is really, really good now, which is great. Uh, I guess if your insides aren't, you know, on fire <laughs> nonstop, it turns you into a happier little baby. Mm. Um, so, so that's really great. Um, she's been smiling. She's been cooing, laughing, all of those wonderful things. She started rolling a little bit recently, which is one of those big developmental milestones, which is awesome. Um, so, so far, things have been going pretty well. She's getting very close to sleeping through the night at a little over three months, which is great news. Not 100% there yet, but we're getting real close now that I say that I've jinxed it. So, sorry, Aaron. But uh, but mm-hmm. things are going well. Uh, Declan has mostly chilled out. He definitely has his moments. He's definitely three and a half. But he's mostly chilled out, and we're trying to give him more attention, which I think has helped chill him out. And just generally pay more attention to both of them. And that seems to be going really well. And uh, he is he is the most loving and caring little boy. And then such a pain in my butt. It, and it flip-flops so quickly between the two. It's hilarious. But all in all, things are going well. So just quick family update. Tell me about the wedding. It's all moving along. Quite a clip. Um, today, actually, we uh, went to visit our uh, reception venue, so where the party will be. Do you call it the reception? What is the American mm-hmm. term for this party? So the reception? Yeah, there's a ceremony, which is when you actually get hitched, and then the party is the reception. Yep. Okay. There is a funny thing that, like, the meal, no matter what time it is, seems to always be referred to as the wedding breakfast. What? I don't know why that is. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, we're, we're eating, like like, late in the day, but people keep calling it the wedding breakfast i don't know it's weird um because i think tip so typically weddings are done really early in the day here you know like the wedding begins at like 9 or 10 a.m and then like people will eat you know like around or just before lunchtime so i think that's where the name came from but but we're not doing that like we're we're kind of with our ceremony is going to be a little bit later in the day than you would typically have it here i think so yours is a um, more American wedding then. It's actually trying to be a little bit closer on the Romanian scale. I mean, ah. I don't know what the American thing is, but like, but the thing is, like in Romania, the wedding ceremony is in the evening, so we're trying to like push it a little bit to to, and then I guess okay, so we've also do what Americans do because I honestly I had no idea. Like I don't, I don't know <laughs> I don't know what happens in an American wedding, um, but we went to visit the reception today the venue and i feel like every time i've been there and especially now i feel really pleased with the venue i i actually think that even though we had a real struggle and we're not happy initially and obviously we lost the money that we've lost um i think that we have landed at a better venue like a, a oh, venue that i actually prefer more 
because as time has gone on and our kind of theme has been fleshed out more, this venue fits better with the theme that we are going for than the previous one did, and that's kind of just accidentally. Um, which is, you know, we're kind of going for like a whimsical, not like like big theme, but like how things are colored and designed and stuff. And this venue, like it has a lot of like little areas to it and stuff like that, which are which are good. Also, it's friggin' huge. Like it's huge. Um, I don't know if I said this before, but it's like three times bigger than the venue that we originally were in. And that's just the first floor. There are all these like little areas that you can go into. So like, you know, we it's big enough that we can have all of the food in one area, like the meal, without intruding on the dance floor and vice versa, right? Like they are completely separate. It's a really big venue and we're very happy with it. And the people there are incredible. Like we found out today that there are two people that work at the venue that speak Romanian and they're going to be working on the day. Oh, awesome. And it's like, that's amazing, that's right? Like, that's cool. so useful. Um, and yeah, we've been, and like, I don't know, like the way this, 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 so that we're like with a, uh, a place in London where it's like a chain, but like a chain in that it's this company that owns like five bar slash restaurant venue places. Mm-hmm. So it feels really professional and, they like they're taking care of everything and i think i said this to you i don't know but i've been saying it to people who've been asking me recently that like i've had this feeling of i don't understand how we are going to do this in the time that we have left <laughs> because yeah. it just didn't feel like we'd made enough decisions yeah like that i know roughly what needs to go into doing something like this but i feel like we hadn't made enough decisions like that there were just like loads of little details that we hadn't done. Then I came to the realization that the reason that I feel this way is probably because we have a wedding planner yeah, and she does a lot of this stuff for us. And we just either don't see it or like the research that's required to find a guitarist, we're not doing it. She just presents us with options, right? So one, I will say, if you have it in your wedding budget, people out there, try and get a wedding planner because I cannot tell you how useful it's been for us. Like she has 100% earned our money and then some like just in the removal of stress in our lives. She's also negotiated a bunch of prices for us. So she's actually like saving us money, um, <laughs> which has been kind of incredible. Uh, so, you know, and they tell, they told us that like, we can try and get you better prices and it kind of reduces how much you end up Right, right, right. In a difference, whether you hired us or not. But anyway, so uh, I, you know, I'm aware of this, and it's like, well, okay, so that makes sense. But then when we met with our with our kind of coordinator at our venue today, we were going through a bunch of things, and like as we were going through it, I'm like, oh, okay, now I feel fine because it's like all this stuff that's just been like out there in my head, and when I was comparing like the schedule that our planner created against the schedule that the coordinator needs and just answering questions. It's like totally meshing everything together to the point where I feel like I'm that this is work is working. Like we've we're getting it all. Good. And like there's all these little details, but like they don't need to be worked out yet. Like so for example, we need someone uh to do the announcements like oh the first dance will begin now or whatever. And I just need to ask someone to do that right like someone in my wedding party like will you do this and then they'll say yes or no and then I'll, you know i'll find someone or like 
uh, how does the aisle work, right? Like who's walking down the aisle when, like, but these are all mm. things that honestly we could just work out the day before, right? Like some of that stuff is like, it just doesn't matter until it's happening. But the big things like the planning things, like how much do we need to pay on this? Do we need to put money behind the bar? Do we need to get food in the evening? What happens to the cake? Like all of this stuff has just been like bouncing around in my brain. But now I feel like we have, I've found how and where these questions go now that I don't need to keep them in my head anymore because I know who's answering them and how it's being taken care of. So good. It's all coming together. We have our, um, it's like a lot of music stuff we've been working on as well in the last week. So like we have our DJ, we met, well, we met with the guy that owns the DJ company and we're going to be speaking to our actual DJ in a couple of weeks. We created like a wedding playlist, which is wall to wall bangers. It's incredible. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa. What does that mean exactly? I saw this in the notes and I was like, wall to wall bangers. I can infer what is that means. It's not a phrase that, okay. No, but uh, just like what? banging tracks, they're all incredible. And wall to wall means con- everything within the space of the playlist is incredible. From wall to wall, imagine a room. The room is full of banging tracks. It's wall to wall bangers. Uh, okay, James Kennedy. And no one will understand f- that reference, but that's okay. I feel like that that's, this is a potential title that I would 100% be happy with using. Um, but So we have a really good playlist. Um, and we were kind of thinking we would just give the DJ that playlist just like so they can get an idea of our tastes. Because what I don't want is just to go to a DJ and go like, here is 150 songs, play them. Because that's not what we're hiring the DJ sure, for, sure. right? Like, I want a professional to understand what's going on. And we're talking to them, and he was like, oh, just give us like 20. Like 20 songs that are like must-haves for you, but that gives us an idea of kind of like your genre and your, your style. And that's great. Because as well, it's like, okay, like there is not like a ton of rap and hip-hop in the players that I put together. There's some, but not a ton. Like most of it is like indie rock and pop which is more what i like but there is some rap and hip-hop that i like and the thing is a dj would do a better job of playing the songs that are needed during that section when they're going to play like 90s rap and hip-hop which everyone's going to love at that moment but i can't curate that sure right you know so it's like yeah i i i need we need a professional and that's what but like we want to give them like here's a bunch of stuff that we like so you know what we like because we want music that we like and music that everybody else is going to like. So we're going to create a, sh- a shorter list now of songs which are like, you must play these and also BT Dubs, this is what we like. And we also have a guitarist um, who is going to be playing like on on the day. I think he's going to be singing too. I, I actually, We actually haven't worked this part out yet. I'm assuming he will sing because the guy is a good singer. Like we've, uh, we found him and he has a YouTube channel and he's, he's actually really good. And like he plays the type of music that we want. And we picked the song, the Isle song. And every time I hear it now, I start crying. Like Aww. bad. Like I was on the train today. It's in our wedding playlist. And I was like, tears rolling down the face on the train I'm, i don't know what most people must have thought of me because i can imagine it now you know mm-hmm. it's intense it's getting it's getting real close excited I feel like it's i feel like it's tomorrow i'm very excited i i am i am more excited than nervous now and i feel like i've turned a corner on that in like the last week or good, so good good where like the excitement is stronger than my nerves, 
Um, so I am very, I'm very excited, and I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't wait to for this to happen. But it's a lot that has to occur between now and then. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Surprise, it's tomorrow. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, We are on the final stages of working out our schedule, and then we will book everything, and it will probably be exorbitantly expensive because we're booking so late, but, you know, shit happens. Uh, I'm very very keen in understanding who we're we're expecting, but we can talk about that later, maybe. Yeah. All right, so uh, I'm going to tell you a story I shouldn't tell you. Okay. And I'm doing this because this is a safe space, and we love each other very much. I had an uncomfortable conversation with our mutual friend underscore David Smith just a day or two ago. Oh, no. I don't like the setup for this. Well, he did not intend it to be uncomfortable, and it wasn't his fault. It was my fault. So I have to set the stage, and this is going to be a little bit of a journey, but I'm asking you to hold my hand, Mike, and take this journey with mm-hmm. me. So I'll take any journey. Uh, so... We uh, we heard from my mom, my, my brothers and I heard from my mom, that there was an article in, I think, The Atlantic, I forget exactly where it was, um, about some family friends of ours. So when I was in high school, my parents were, and I mean still are, friends with a family. Uh, the family's uh, is the Galanti family, who were uh, from the same town we were in Connecticut, and they owned a series of trash businesses in the uh, Connecticut, New York area. Well, we knew them long before anything got particularly dramatic for them, but some dramatic things happened around the time I went to college. Um, they eventually bought a minor league hockey team, and they put their son, who was in high school at the time, in charge of that hockey team. So he was a general manager at like 17 years old of a minor league hockey team. Uh-huh. Um, this is like the equivalent. Can I stop you a second? Sure. I have no idea where we're going right now. Just, 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 <laughs> just carry on. Just, just, just hold my hand. I, like. I am willing. To, I'm willing to let this continue to go. But like, how we get from this to something with you and mm-hmm, underscore? Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot. I told you. Like, I, told I feel you. like it's a journey. And that meme, you know, from "It's Always Sunny" with like the the paper and the red string all over the wall. <laughs> I, feel like that right now. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so just bear with me. I'll, I, 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 we're going I'm somewhere. With you. We're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am gripping your hand even tighter now. As I drag you along on this journey. So my mom sent this article to me and and my brothers because, you know, we know a lot of the people that are in this article and I thought it was interesting and funny. And, uh, and so I wrote a post on my website about how Mr. Galanti let me drive his Ferrari when I was in high school. I just got my license. Yes. I just got mm-hmm. my license and I came home from a friend's house and I noticed his Ferrari at the bottom of our driveway. And I came in and said something snarky like, Hey man, nice car. And fast forward 20 minutes and I'm driving it. And, so I wrote this post, which I'm pretty proud of. I thought it was a pretty good post. And I wrote this post, and I was really excited about it. And the next day, Underscore sends me a DM in the Relay Slack. And I could read it to you, but it'll take me a minute to dig it up. But I'll give you the general gist of it. And he said, you know, I could have sworn I had read this story before. And I said, no, 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 I told the story on neutral. I'm sure that's what you're thinking of. He said, no, no could have sworn i read this story before oh you know what maybe i put it on tumblr or something like that at some point or another that must be where you read it no no you put it on your website in 2015 what (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I told the same story on my own website twice. If only I had paid attention, Michael, to the stories that I wrote for my own website, I wouldn't have made that crit- critical and clerical error. This but is the best thing I, that's ever happened to me because I'm now realizing this. what's going on here. Yeah. Whoops. Oh my gosh. So as, as, as it turns out, I need to give myself a whole pile of crap for not remembering the things that I wrote oh my gosh. on my own website. This is the best thing ever because You're welcome. I saw this and didn't read it. Oh, the thanks. Reason I because see. I kn- no, because I know the story. Uh-huh. So I started skimming it and I was like, no, I've heard this story before. <laughs> and it was, you know what? It was, I probably read it. That's probably what happened is in 2015, I read Whoops. your story about driving a Ferrari. Casey, this is the best thing. Underscore, I love you so much. <laughs> He is now like the keeper of this idea of you, you didn't read my. Th- like, I mean, I underscore has an incredible memory. He does, and you know, there is also possible that he runs all of your articles through some kind of neural net. It's just also to make possible sure that they're not matching anything else. This is like, it's like you have given me a birthday present. You're welcome. Happy, this is your wedding present because that I'm it, willing to accept that. Like, that's great. Like, now, you know, I'm sorry now, it's not for you. This is 100% for me, but it's just, you know. Well, now I can never, I can never give you crap about this ever again because then you're you just gonna be like, never give anyone, well, anyone ever. No, 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 because you can't even, like, because your whole thing was like, oh, maybe my stuff should be memorable. Maybe people, you don't even consider your own work memorable. <laughs> now. It's your own story. Like you have this habit. You do have a habit of telling the same story multiple times. I only have but a I know small lots repertoire. Of people. I know. <laughs> I've only had five things that ever happen to me. Like, I know a lot of people that do the same thing. So I never really give you crap for this when we're recording because I know lots of my friends tell the same stories. Probably me as well. Like you know, you just you don't remember everything you've ever said, and so something pops up and it reminds you of a thing. So you tell the story again, right? Mm-hmm. Like. It is probably at this point impossible to count the amount of times you told me the story about the fish and chips, right? Like it <laughs> happens on an almost six monthly basis. Oh, right? more than you that. You tell me the story from the fish and chips to the point now that if it ever comes up, I do stop you because, like, I just don't want to keep hearing <laughs> that story anymore. Um, but Mike, you don't but, understand how good it was. Did I tell you what the receipt said? <laughs> oh man. So, but but now now it's now you don't even oh. This is great. I, you know what? More than anything, I appreciate that you actually have told me this because you didn't need to tell me this. Underscore didn't tell me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was going to tell you in Slack. In fact, I, I lit you up right when it yeah, happened. Yeah, you said funny story. Oh no way! At, at this time, I was, I was actually streaming a video game live on the internet when you were sending me those messages. You were doing your quote unquote work. Mm-hmm. It is work. I am a <laughs> Twitch streamer now. Twitch.tv slash playing for fun FM. Here we go. Guerrilla marketing. Twitch.tv slash playing for fun FM. You can watch uh, previous Portal 2 streams uh, that me and Tiff have done, and we have more planned. We have lots of... We're very excited about this streaming stuff. So, uh, you know, you can you can go and follow go us Go check there it out, and, everyone. Uh, go check it out. Go watch our amazing videos, because they're really good. Um, that's what I was doing when you were sending me those messages. Right. And to be fair, it was pretty late in your evening when I, when I did send you the messages, but you're usually a night owl, yeah. so I thought you might be up. And I was just going to tell you the funny story on Slack and be done with it, but then when you didn't respond, it was even better for you because now I'm telling it on the air and embarrassing myself in front of everyone. So it is at this very moment that I have to retire the, well, why didn't you post my link? 
I wrote about this once, you know. Why don't you remember what I write? Because yeah. apparently I don't even remember what I write. It now, like now at this point, like, you know, I gave you a, uh, an earful and it was up to you whether you chose to listen to that and you were perfectly given your rights to ignore everything that I said. But now, <laughs> now you have no excuse. Nope. Right? It's, it's game over for you, it my friend. It is game over for me. So on our last episode, I employed a tactic to try and convince people to send in relay your feels questions. Remember my tactic of like, wherever you are right now, imagine where you're going to. And when you see that mm-hmm, thing, send us mm-hmm, the question. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, did it work. We got lots. Because <laughs> we've been asking for a few months, like, please send in more questions. And we weren't really getting many. I got a, we got a lot, Casey. Like, I don't know if you've been checking the hashtag. There no, is a lot looked. of questions in that hashtag, including uh, one individual who sent so many questions that I'm actually planning on potentially just doing an episode completely dedicated to the questions that they have asked. <laughs> um, that might be a thing that happens. And we've done that before, actually. This isn't the, isn't the first time we've done this. There's been a couple of times that people have sent us, like, a bunch of stuff, and, like, we can just dedicate most of an episode to it. So... Um, I want people to continue sending the Relay Your Feels questions in. Uh, again, like if you are going somewhere right now, you're, you're commuting or you're out and about, imagine where you're going to. Imagine an item in the room or at your desk and like focus on it. And when you see that item, that's when you know to open Twitter and send a question to us. So think about that. That's how it's going to work. And we're going to do some Relay Your Feels questions now because I figure that that's only fair considering that everybody played to their side of the bargain. Now our side of the bargain is we answer them. But before we do that, I want to thank Linode for their support of this show. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at just $5 a month. And you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team. You can email them, call them, or even chat in an IRC community. They know how important it is to get you the help that you want and they also have a suite of amazing guides and support documentation to give you a reference whenever you need it. Linode's intuitive control panel will allow you to deploy, boot, resize, snapshot, and clone your virtual servers in just a few clicks, and they feature two-factor authentication to help keep your information safe. Linode has amazing pricing options available. Their plans start with one gigabyte of RAM for $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com analog, you'll be supporting this show and also getting $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four or three months and with a seven-day money-back guarantee there's nothing to lose so go to linode.com slash analog that is l-i-n-o-d-e.com slash analog to learn more sign up and take advantage of that 20 dollar credit or use the promo code analog 2018 at checkout our thanks to linode for their continued support of this show and relay fm all right so our first question mm-hmm. question first question comes from zach zach says i'm growing a beard do you have any beard advice? So I give my beard advice. have no useful input on this stage. Yes, you do, because you can grow a glorious beard, but you're a chicken, and you won't keep it. Brr- I don't know why. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Who are you calling a chicken? Back to the future. I know uh, exactly what you're referring to. You reference to acknowledged. Mm-hmm. I'll acknowledge my own reference. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my three pieces of advice for beard growers. Persist through the itchy stage. This isn't something that gets everyone, but a lot of people have an itchy stage. Get some good beard oil. Just find something online. There's a bunch of different brands you can get this stuff from. 
or you can ask a barber, which is my third piece of advice, maybe what they recommend. Get a good barber who can help you keep it under control, who can help you keep it trimmed. They can help shape the beard for you. I'm very happy with the shape of my beard right now. Um, I'm very pleased. I had a good good cut last time. So get a good barber who can help you keep it under control. They can recommend uh, beard products for you. Um, I'm now at the stage where I have beard moisturizer, which I put on in the shower. It's very good. Oh, my God. All right. So before you get a billion emails, can you just specify what your oil and moisturizer are so we don't have to have a thousand emails? I use a bunch of stuff from a company called Murdoch, um, which is the com- which is my barbers. So I, there's a chain of barbers in the UK called Murdoch, and I use their products because they're recommended by my barber, whom I trust very high on my list of trusting in my life. Right? Because this, I mean, and I feel like that's the same for a lot of people with their like beauty professionals. You trust these people because they are changing the way you look they have the, you, they have your look in their hands you know they can do whatever they want mm-hmm. to you so i trust my barber very highly and they recommend their products and they always put their products in and i like the way they smell and i like the way that they feel on me so that's what i use i use uh the beard oil the beard moisturizer and the beard conditioner it was conditioner that I meant to say that I put on in the shower, not moisturizer. Moisturizers for afterwards, conditioners for, you know, in the shower, washing it. Um, they, I use their products, um, and I, I like them very much, uh, and I highly recommend them. And I have sometimes purchased them for my friends when they are saying that they want to get to grow beards. So, so it's a good life, man. I love my beard. I know you do. All right. NBA asks, if you message anyone who doesn't have iMessage, what messaging service do you use? Text, Slack, WhatsApp, or something else? Uh, for me, it's typically either like a coworker or something like that, in which case it would be Slack, or if not, it's SMS. I don't use WhatsApp or Line or any of the other cool kid trendy chat services. I use iMessage, Slack, and text messaging. So for me, uh, if somebody doesn't have iMessage, I mean, in the UK, you would typically use WhatsApp, like WhatsApp is the is the popular messaging service. Like I have a bunch of friends who use iPhones, but I communicate the, with them via WhatsApp because that's just what they prefer to use because it's what they use of all of their friends and family, right? So WhatsApp is popular. Facebook Messenger is popular. Um, but they're the only things that I use to communicate with friends and family who don't use iOS. But, but I use like Slack, to communicate with lots of people me and you predominantly talk through slack now yeah like we yeah. have an analog channel and just a dm channel and we predominantly talk through there yep sometimes we'll send iMessages. i don't know typically what denotes why that happens but like usually we talk through talk through slack yeah i can only speak for myself but iMessage usually indicates one of two things it's either um the, i feel like there's something truly and utterly urgent or yeah. there's something that it's just for whatever reason, like particularly on iOS, better. it's just easier yeah. or better to, to send, like maybe from a share sheet or something. It's easier and quicker to share via via uh, iMessage. Like images or whatever. It's nicer because sometimes you can just, like and I do this, like you just open a message and just press the camera button and take a photo. Right. And, and that, I mean, while Slack has that stuff, it's way more clunky than it is yep. in iMessage. Like mm-hmm. iMessage is the easiest way to do some of that sort of stuff. Yep, completely agree. S- Stephen writes in with a very interesting question. Our personal carbon footprint is closely connected to where we live. 
What is something that you think your neighborhood, city, or community could do better to combat climate change? What could you do to help make that happen? So this is a huge question that I do not feel equipped to answer. Um, like I, I don't know enough about my neighborhood's impact on the environment. Like I probably should know more about this type of stuff, but what I do is make personal changes myself. Um, because I can start there, right? And and then I can look at things outside of just myself later on. And of course, we do all of the normal things, right? Like in our home, we try and make sure that we're using energy efficiently, turning things off when we don't need them. We recycle and all that sort of stuff. But one thing that, that we do is we actually use an energy supplier um, that, you, that, that are rene- you have a renewable energy. So we pay um, a little extra, with our energy supplier to offset our energy um, with like credits or whatever they like is that carbon credits and stuff like to be carbon neutral basically. Uh, so yeah, that's something that we do to make sure that we are balancing out our what we use basically. So it's a company called Ovo. They're fairly priced, and then uh, we pay a little bit extra to use green energy. So. You know, yeah, I don't know. I'm not trying to brag or anything. Like I'm, you know, like it's not. I'm not trying to be like, oh, look how clever. But like when we were looking for energy suppliers, we saw them, and I was like, I. We both decided that we really liked that this was something that was available to us. So we did it because it it gives us the feeling that we're doing something at least. Yeah, I don't have any particularly great answers for this. Uh, we have been switching bulbs in the house to LED, which uh, uses quite a bit less energy. I probably should try to bike to work, but uh, it's far enough that biking would be a bit of an inconvenience. And it's also, there's not a really great, like there's no sidewalks and the roads that I travel on are like 45 mile an hour roads. And so that would be exceedingly dangerous, but it's something that I suppose I could do. I'm sure there's much more I could do. I do recycle pretty religiously. Um, So I'm sure there's more I could do, but I'm just trying to make wiser choices where I can and hope that that's enough. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, next, Adorkable, I think is how I would pronounce this, asks, do you prefer to be warm or cool when sleeping? I personally prefer to be warm and have the room around me to be freaking frigid so that you like are forced to be cuddled up under your uh, under your blanket or comforter or what have you. Uh, that is my favorite way to sleep. What about you, Mike? Gotta be cool, man, and then you can make yourself warm. It's way harder to make yourself cool if it's warm. Yep, yep, completely agree. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? I, I feel like I feel like I'm about this with most things. I prefer to make myself warm than attempt to make myself cool. It's way easier usually to make yourself warm than to make yourself cool. Especially where we don't have air conditioning, right? So that's not like a thing that we have. We have fans, but the fan can only do so much. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um... Matt asked, you're both very open on the internet about your life and families. Do you ever worry about backlash? That's a very interesting question. Um, I do worry from time to time, particularly when I get, as I am off to do, on a tear about um, gun gun safety laws and, and, and what a lot of people call gun control. But I think that has a negative connotation that I, that I don't care for. Um, there's a part of me that fears somebody showing up at my house and being like, oh, well, you, you want to control guns? Well, guess what? You should have controlled this one, pow. You know, and, and I don't mean that to be funny. Like I'm really genuine. I, I, I worry. 
that when I get vocal about these things, which I'm very passionate about, I, I worry that someone will find me and and do something to me or my family. And I've, I am trying and have tried to be more conscious of when I spout off, particularly about political issues. Um, in a lot of ways, I'm just shouting into the ether anyway, so I'm not really sure it's constructive to begin with, although it does make me feel better. Um, and so I've been trying to relax a little bit about that and do more productive things, like at the very least, uh, donate money rather than donate tweets. <laughs> but uh, I am I am a little worried. I've also been, I haven't acted on this quite yet, but I've been thinking to myself that I'm probably going to be more and more reticent or uh, about, or I'm going to be more reluctant to put um, Declan's face on the internet because he's crossing from, oh, it's an adorable little baby. Not literally baby, of course, but like, oh, he's just this young little boy. He's a toddler. He's, you know, barely conscious if, if you could say that. Um, but now he's turning into like a real little kid. And I don't know that it's fair of me to decide on his behalf how he's represented in the world and, and in social media. And so I'm sure I will not do a perfect job of this because he's my kid and he's adorable and I and I love the little guy and I want to I want to show him off and share him. But but I'm trying to be more deliberate about the times in which I can do that or the, the times in which I do that such that. They're fewer and further between and or if I'm showing a picture of him, maybe it's the back of his head or something like that. I mean, not that and it probably doesn't accomplish anything, to be honest, since there's so many pictures of him online as it is. But I don't know. It just feels like it's no longer it's no longer fair of me to be making that decision for him. Does that make any darn sense whether or not you agree with it? It makes complete sense. And I think that that's probably what the way that I will do this stuff as uh, my family hopefully expands in the future. Um, but, uh, I am very careful about the things that I choose to talk about. So I have this show and this show is ostensibly about our lives and you may listen to it. Like Matt has phrased this question because you probably listen to it and be like, wow, they share a lot. I share the elements I want to share. And I think about what I share, like for example, you don't know when I'm getting married. It was a choice that I made. Like, I'm willing to talk about this stuff, but I just don't want to talk about yet when it's going to be. That's just a choice that I made because who knows, right? I, it just feels like to me that's not a piece of information that anybody needs, but I'm more than happy to tell you how it's going from a planning perspective, right? But like, I just don't need to share with the world the date. Like, it's not not important you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i just don't feel like it's a thing that i need to tell everybody and i have a lot of things like this um whilst i like to be open about things in my life i'm not open about everything and the things that i am open about i omit things i don't want to tell people like that i don't want to share um and this has just been something that nothing bad has happened to me um nothing like what happens to a lot of people that I know. Like, I know a lot of people uh, who go through really tricky situations with this kind of stuff. And, and uh, luckily, nothing like that has happened to me yet. And, and I've just taken steps to try and mitigate some of it. Like, I don't post photos of the place that I live. It's just a choice that I made. Um, and, you know, I'm happy with that, right? Like, 
I don't think that I'm going to have stalkers, but I just decide that there are certain things in my life that are mine that don't need to be shared with everybody, but I want to share as much as I can because that's how I am and that's how I like to be because I like being open and I like it that when I meet people, they know stuff about me and we can have conversations really easily. Like it removes a lot of the awkwardness. Like it's really nice. Um, and that's the choice that I made with my own life. But I try and mitigate some of it. So like like oh, a good example of this, right? I was talking about the wedding photographer contract, right? I don't want the photos of my friends and family at my wedding to appear on the internet. That's part of this. Mm -hmm. That is a personal part of my life and the people that will be sharing that moment with me. And I just don't want that stuff to show up because that's not for the world to see. That's just for us to see the people that are at the event, my friends and my family, the people that I invited. So stuff like that. Right. And I, I'm, I'm just very conscious these days of just sharing what needs to be shared. And this is like for many reasons, like this is for the reasons of governments this is for the reasons of bad people in the world, right? Like where I feel like maybe everyone should take a tact of just being very conscious of what you put into the internet, out onto social media. Like just just know, right? Like look at everything that's happening in the world now of all of our data being completely mined by companies, either purposefully or, or accidentally it falls out of the back door. <laughs> like So a lot of this stuff just makes me think that like, I am more public than most people and I and that is a choice that I made and continue to make. Like I could stop doing all this stuff tomorrow, like stop talking about stuff. Like we could completely change analog. Like it could just become something completely different. But I like talking about my life and I like hearing about your life with the audience of people that listen to this show that want to listen to it. I think it's a really nice like environment that we're in to share this stuff with. But I just don't share everything because nobody needs to. So there you go. That's my thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Please send in your Relay Your Feels questions. Hashtag Relay Your Feels. Um, and we'll be back next time. Thank you for listening. Say goodbye, Casey Liss. I'll see you later.